The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. There's no crying in baseball! No crying! And this game's underway. Into the wind of it is first offering. Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, my God. God. Deep to right field. Way up there. High, oh, high. And look who's coming up. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Here's the payoff pitch. Welcome in to Payoff Pitch, Action Network's MLB betting podcast. It is Friday, August 4th, 2023. Brendan Glasheen, your host, joined today by Charlie Disturco and Anthony DeBundo. Great to have you all joining us. We are presented by BetMGM. We are here Mondays, Tuesdays, and Fridays during the season. So we'll be back next week. Uh, coming down the stretch here, two months to go in the regular season. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast if you have not done so already. Everybody's in action. 15-game slate. Let's jump in because with these big slates, a lot to get to. Charlie DeSterko, we can go to you first. A best bet for Friday, please. What do you got? Yeah, I have multiple uh, bets on this game. I'm going with the Padres' money line here at minus 113. It's you, Darvish, against Bobby Miller. And this is kind of the series of all series for San Diego. They're just a few games out of the wild card. Really have a chance to make a statement with a great opening win over the Dodgers here. And you Darvish takes the mound. Who's been quite of an, an enigma this season. If you look at his expected metrics, they're right around the mid three range, but his actual ERA sits up around four five, but his numbers are comparable to last year when he had a low three ERA, you know, his expected batting average right around the same, his expected slugging and barrel rate is actually better. His walk rate is just what has increased from last season. But when you look at this matchup here, I love you Darvish and how much, uh, success I expect from him in positive regression in the coming days. The Dodgers offense, if you look at their lineup, especially against the athletics, as well as they performed, it hasn't been a pretty lineup. J.D. Martinez has been battling an injury. We've seen a lot of fluctuation between that, you know, four through nine spot. And I just think the Padres have a better lineup from top to bottom right now. And I'm looking to back Darvish. Bobby Miller, he uh, also a positive regression candidate with a mid three expected ERA with a five pitch arsenal and a high 90s heater. But I just think that this matchup, when you look at the two pitchers, you Darvish slightly better than Bobby Miller, well, a lot better than Bobby Miller, but Bobby Miller does have some promising stuff, which I'll get into later. But in this matchup, the starting pitching edge to San Diego, the offensive edge, probably slightly to LA, but I honestly, given the lineup and the current state, 
might give the edge to San Diego here. And then the bullpen, San Diego's actually 11th in the last 30 days. Apparently, when, when looking at XFIP and the Dodgers are down around that 20 to 30 range, they have the better bullpen. Darvish, if he can pitch deep into the game, they don't have to use those middle of the rotate middle of the bullpen arms and keep it to Martinez and Hater, and that's when they can close the door. So I like the, the Padres up to minus 125 here. Second to last series between these two teams, as Charlie said, Padres are four out of the final wild card in the National League. These teams do meet again uh, September 11th through the 13th, and who knows if that series will mean anything. So this is a big weekend here for the Padres. It was a good bounce-back start also for Darvish, who allowed four home runs in the start previous, uh, pitched well against Texas. It's a formidable lineup, of course. So you get in the Padres right now over at BetMGM at minus 125 with you, Darvish, on the mound. Anthony DeBundo, we will discuss the Cubs and the Cubs system at some point on this podcast, but uh, you are not looking to that as a best bet for today. What do you have for us? Yeah, I'm not sure what to make of that Padres-Dodgers game. Um, I have not bet it. Padres bullpen is certainly better. Bob Suarez back in the back end makes a huge difference, I think, because it pushes Martinez down the ladder, and uh, they have two guys who are really plus-plus in the back end, and that they added Barlow too now. So they, they have some pieces and I think their bullpen will be better, and that'll help them hold leads because it's been a big problem for them getting to Hater all season long. Uh, but yeah, no play for me. I'm high on on both pitchers relative to the market. Um, but I am going to hold my nose and bet an under on the two best offenses in the league right now based on just like the last few weeks. Atlanta's offense has been mashing balls forever. Uh, it seems like they score eight runs a game. The Cubs offense has scored uh, 42 runs. Uh, in the last three games, they just faced triple a pitching for three straight days though. And now they're going to see max freed. And this is a classic Wrigley win system. Uh, it is not a Cubs 0.5. I am not betting the Cubs 0.5, nor is it fit the system because uh, there is a 10 mile an hour wind blowing in from right center today. Uh, and I think that's a, that's a big deal for Kyle Hendricks keeping this ball in the ballpark because the Braves barrel and hit the ball harder than any lineup in baseball. Um, they are, uh, a wagon that I don't want to bet against at the moment. <laughs> um, and they also had yesterday off, which is big because free could be on a, a little bit of a pitch count here. Uh, he may not get maxed all the way. And that means that the middle relief will get pushed a little more, but given that they've had some rest, uh, I'm less concerned uh, and that they had a comfortable win a couple of days ago as well. So they have not really been pushed and thus their best arms are available to lock this game down. I think, uh, you know, the Cubs dominating Luke Weaver and Ben Lively, uh, is nice and good. And, you know, the Cubs are coming grim Reaper meme right be up behind the Brewers and the Reds for the division now, but they're going to, they're going to get a little bit of a reality check facing a real pitcher and, and a very good one in max free today. So given the wind eight and a half, uh, even money under, it may even get to nine. I like nine even more. Um, but yeah, I would expect the market to move toward the Braves as I say this based on, you know, some people that have bet it. But uh, I am not playing a side, but do like under in that game. I just think the weather and, uh, and the market may be overreacting a little bit to this Cubs hot run that they've been on against bad pitching. Kyle Hendricks' career against the Atlanta Braves, an ERA of 6.81. Sounds good. 12 home runs in eight appearances. Look, if the wind were blowing out nose. today, I would, it, the total would be 10 and a half. And I think that, you know, I'd, I'd feel a lot differently, but with the conditions that the park just plays so much differently. All right. Very good. So that is a two twenty start. It's Cubs Friday, everybody at Wrigley this afternoon, but not the system play to bundos turning to an under eight and a half runs, which over at, uh, bet MGM, you are getting plus money plus one Oh five under eight and a half runs. 
Today's Fade the Public segment for this Friday. We landed on the Phillies and the Royals. That is the matchup we're going to focus on today. The public likes you. That's the only reason that this might fly. How are we going to handle the public? Jordan Lyles is the starting pitcher of Focus. He's pitching for Kansas City. Charlie, your particular angle on this is you're going to find a way to fade Lyles how? Yeah, I'm going to take a triple sevens approach here, fading Jordan Lyles uh, and go with Bryson Stott over one and a half total bases, plus 140, and to hit a home run, a little sprinkle on that, plus 925. When you look at Jordan Lyles and his profile, over the last season, he's given up 10% more fly balls than you know in years past, and his expected slugging and, expect, and barrel rate right around that bottom 15% of all pitchers in baseball. He doesn't get swings and misses. He doesn't get strikeouts. He relies on pitching to contact and inducing soft contact. Well, that's not going to be great here in the Citizens Bank Park where the wind is blowing out. It's very favorable hitting conditions for the opposition. And the guy that I like to target here is Stott. I talked to DeBundo. We were, I was between Stott and Harper here. But when you look at Stott's numbers and, and his rolling graphs on fan graphs over the last you know 15 plus days, we've seen a, a quick turnaround and uh, and an uh, increase in both Woba hard hit rate and fly balls. Obviously, Stott's not a power hitter by any means; only just nine home runs this season. But his home run and or his fly ball rate rather has gone up nearly you know 15 percent over the last handful of games. His hard hit rate also on the up and up. So. I feel pretty comfortable here, at, especially at plus 140, you know, laying the one and a half total bases against Lyles. Lyles, you know, has decent control and he just doesn't get the swings and misses. Stott, one of those players that doesn't swing and miss despite him chasing a decent amount and has a, an extremely high expected batting average. So I think this is a multi-hit game for Stott, possibly a home run too. So I'm willing to sprinkle here. He's going to see maybe four or five plate appearances given the high scoring nature of this game and the fact that he's been batting closer to the top of the lineup with Trey Turner struggling a lot. So it should have been more clear off the top. So the, the focus, the reason why we bring up this matchup is not the money line for the Phillies. It's the Phillies run line at minus one and a half over on bet uh, over at the action network app, 88% of the bets, 89% of the dollars coming in on Phillies minus one and a half. Aaron Nola DeBundo is the opposing starting pitcher. And we bring up, fade the public folks because we try to find a different approach sometimes not all the time sometimes we're actually with the public in some of our picks now namely the pittsburgh pirates when they play against the padres that's one that comes to mind and then every once in a while we'll focus on the total but today we're focusing on a run line but as opposed to taking the run line to bundo you actually do have a philadelphia phillies angle uh that you'd like to take i mean the run line thing is because people don't want to lay the juice they want to lay phillies money line minus 250 but um Jordan Lyles, if you bet against the Royals in every start he's made this year, you'd be 18 and two. Uh, and he just got a win in his last outing to bring his record to two and 12 this year. So uh, Lyles has been one of the most profitable pitchers to bet against all year. Uh, and the result of that is why everybody's backing up and lining up to bet the Phillies. Um, I, Nola has been really up and down this year. And, and he's somebody that yep. I have caped for and, and, and said that is consistently undervalued and he really hasn't proven me right this year. Um, he's given up more homers than, any pitcher in the national league. It's got a red flag, but homers can be noisy. Uh, and this Royals lineup has a lot of swing and miss in the projected lineup tonight. Four guys with a K rate over 25% uh, expected to start. Uh, and so, you know, at six and a half with him, I bet it last week against the pirates, he got to six uh, and had a lot of two strike counts just to put away stuff. Wasn't quite his best. Noel is somebody who actually likes pitching in, uh, in these 
hot and humid conditions. He's openly discussed this in the past. So I don't mind him as much in terms of like wearing down and, and um, falling off. So I'm going to go with Nola over. Okay. Over six and a half strikeouts. Aaron Nola, seven home runs allowed and five starts in the month of July, five homers in June, eight in the month of May. So uh, those are some ways you can go about backing the Philadelphia Phillies without actually laying the one and a half runs. Baseball betting season is here, so get in on the action with the king of sportsbooks. Sign up with BetMGM using bonus code ACTION and get up to $1,000 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. Must be 21 or older to wager, 19 or older in Ontario, new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from ensuance. Excludes Michigan, disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York, call or text Tennessee red line at 800-889-9789 or call 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi. In Ontario, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, and Utah, and other states where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Underdogs for Friday. This one's uh, interesting, Charlie. You're gonna you're gonna back the Mets somehow. Where's my dog? Uh-huh. Where's my dog? Where's my dog? Yeah. Normally it's like going against these guys without Scherzer, Verlander, and company and all the pieces they moved before August first. Exactly why I'm I'm backing them here. Uh you know, the Mets are one of the teams that I think everybody wants to fade right now, given the fact that they just get swept by Kansas City losers in four of their last five after getting rid of Robertson and they're just selling ship. But I think this is a good spot to back David Peterson. That's majority of the reason behind this handicap here and fade Dean Kramer. 
you look at this matchup here, I think this number has just gotten completely out of hand, a complete overreaction to the market. Peterson is very comparable to Kramer. You look at his numbers, Peterson has a six ERA, but his expected ERA down around four, eight, and his X fit right around three, five. So pretty similar to his last year numbers where he was a lot better. His batting average on balls in play is about 390. So when you look at just the luck that he's been getting served, it has not been great. He has been limiting barrels, has above average strikeout stuff. So it's not like he's been struggling to, you know, get past hitters or anything like that. It's just the balls that have been put in play have been hit and to places where the Mets are not. And so the Babbitt monster has been getting him. Since he's rejoined the bigs, he went down to the minors when he was struggling. 23 in the third innings, seven runs, six earned, one home run, and 23 strikeouts. Obviously, that's come out of the bullpen majority. But we've seen what he can do. We know what he can do. He's, you know, about an, a league average player. And that's kind of where Dean Kramer is, if not Kramer's a little bit worse. Uh, you know, bottom 11% in expected batting average and expected slugging. Career worst, 278 expected batting average. His expected array right around 5'5", five, five, below average strikeout stuff too. So this is a guy with plus command that gives up a lot of barrels because he doesn't get swings and misses out of the zone, so he's forced to attack the zone with his hard stuff. And, of course, then vice versa, the other team is able to hit that stuff that's inside the zone well. And Kramer struggles at home, 5'5 five, five ERA at Camden, 3'7 ERA on the road. This is just a matchup here where both teams are in their positive split. But I think Peterson is completely undervalued in the market here. Plus 135 over the first five is just a complete overreaction to how bad the Mets have been. I'm not going to get into that whole bullpen thing because I don't even know who the Mets have at this point. You know, they're just they're just throwing out, you know, double A, triple A arms in the back end. But I think Peterson and Kramer are more comparable than people think. So I'm more than happy to lay the plus 135. I'd back it to plus 120. Very good. Plus 110 right now at BetMGM for the first five money line. New York Mets uh, putting you on the spot here. How are the Orioles against lefties? They are. That's their, that's their positive split. I believe they're plus 10. They're top 10 in WRC plus against left-handed pitching. That's where like Mountcastle, Santander, they're able to clean up. But uh, yeah, they're positive split. But again, some of the Mets are, their Mets are, I believe, 11th or around that top 10 rate against right-handed pitching too. So their offense hasn't really changed much. Like fans gone and Canada's gone, but for the most part, it's still the same old Mets offense that was plus against righties. I think Nimmo and Marte are back today too, right? Yeah, I believe Nimmo is. I'm so not. The lineup yesterday was not uh, in a major league lineup, but today it looks like it will be. Right. So that's that's good. They started they started five essentially five minor leaguers, and uh, four minor leaguers, two prospects, uh, and three everyday major leaguers. And it was ugly against the Royals. Yeah. I'd like to add Nimmo. They'll have Nimmo and Marte and Alvarez back today. So that'll be, they'll have seven major league hitters today and two prospects. I'd like to add, I, I really like a Babbitt monster. That's good. That's a, it's a creative way of explaining it. I like that. <laughs> um, Debundo underdog for today, please. What do you got? Yeah, I'm going with the Detroit Tigers plus 120 at home against the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, Reese Olsen's a pitcher that I'm just going to continue to bet on start to start and bet on his stuff and bet on his ability uh, because he's had a real home run issue. He's allowed 1.45 home runs per nine thus far, and it's really derailed his uh, start to his major league career. But if you look at his numbers in the upper minors, he didn't really have a home run problem. Uh, most of the projection systems have him closer to about one, 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 two home runs per nine, which uh, is not, doesn't sound like a huge difference, but it does add up. He's also had some really poorly timed home runs, like giving up a couple, two or three run shots in bad situations, but he's getting almost a strikeout per inning. The stuff plus numbers really pop on both of his breaking balls. 
Uh, his fastball is not great, but it's it's good enough. The command on it uh, definitely needs some work before he becomes like a really solid pitcher. But the rest of season projections on Reese Olsen are right around a 4-2, 4-3 ERA. And I think that's that's what he can be. Uh, and I think that he's being underpriced as a result of that. Uh, at home against Tampa, who is using a bullpen game. Zach Littell is going to open. They're really piecing it together. They did have yesterday off, so uh, that does help in terms of trying to piece together innings and not be too worn down. Uh, But Detroit here, plus 120, with the respectable starter that I think is just continually undervalued, going to keep betting him. Plus 125 on the Tigers at BetMGM. And, Charlie, you've been, just to kind of wrap this thought on the bullpen, you've been down on this Rays bullpen for most of the year, right? Yeah, no, they've, I mean, they've graded out in the bottom 10 in most metrics. I mean, obviously that's come without Fairbanks, who is now back in the back end of that bullpen. So who knows, but yeah, I've been down on this bullpen uh, over the last, you know, month. They they haven't been a a team that scares me, you know, like usual. Yeah. They don't have the same kind of strikeout stuff they normally do, but they have been okay. They, they got a few guys who are like funky, who kind of are tough to hit. Uh, even though they don't necessarily get a ton of strikeouts, so it, it they they kind of yeah. lifted up, but it's not as good as as the the bullpens have passed, especially when Fairbanks was on the IL. Yeah, right. Hey, a couple now, more se- season long xFIP. They're they're still in the bottom ten. Yeah. Okay. A uh, couple more from each of the guys. Charlie's got triple sevens coming today, uh, this afternoon, early afternoon should be up in the app, ActionNetwork.com, and. Charlie, why don't you start with the the Padre, the, your other Padres Dodgers angle that you teased off the top? You're on the under eight and a half runs for uh, this matchup coming up, da, um, Darvish and Miller, the pitching matchup. And I have a one more for the road. Yeah, so I mean, mostly you heard about my you Darvish love. The other reason why I like the under as well is because I think Bobby Miller is pretty underrated altogether. Uh, he's one of the top prospects, and the Dodgers were not going to give him up at the deadline no matter what. You look at his. Numbers, a 233 expected batting average, only a 7% barrel rate. He's got above average strikeouts and command, and that's what you need in a high 90s mile an hour fastball pitcher. Uh, Bobby Miller, over the last 30 days, I you know if you do it by 20 innings pitched as the minimum, he is he has 126 stuff plus, and that is better than Glass now and Strider. Over that span, Darvish is not too far down there. He's 11th with 112 stuff plus. But these are two pitchers that have incredible stuff that are in rhythm, in form right now. I just think the Padres have the slight bullpen edge and a slight starting pitching edge altogether. So that's why I'm taking their money line. But I also like the under eight and a half here. And then just real quick, the others. Graham Ashcraft, first five Reds money line. I got minus 150. I believe it's like minus 158 right now. I'm okay with that. But that's kind of where I'd stop around that 160-ish mark. It's Corbin against Ashcraft. Another guy, Ashcraft, over the last 30 days, has 129 stuff plus and a sub-2 ERA in July. He's not giving up that many barrels. His home runs have gone down significantly since his return from injury. And he's got a quality start in five of his seven games since his return from the injured list. I mean, we, we, you know, the, the action hour has been high on this guy all season this year and last year. Obviously, it never came until recently, but I think he projects as a mid fours, maybe a little bit high fours type pitcher. His ground ball percentage is down a little bit this season, but near 50%. And then Corbin, he has a five ERA, but his expected ERA is still about a run and a half higher. His expected slugging is around 517, which is just about the same as last year. And he's got a career worst 315 expected batting average. So, 
despite him having an ERA that's better and some people thinking that he's been a lot better. He really has not. He's got a near six ERA in July. That's the type of pitcher that I think we should expect from here on out. His strikeout rate has decreased as his velocity continues to go down. So if he's not getting swings and misses and chases out of the zone on his off speed, well, he's not very good. So I think the Reds have the edge here over the first five. Don't want to get into that bullpen as we've seen what has happened with Chicago. And the last one, I know me and Dwight are going to butt heads here, but I like the the Mariners over the first five. I think Luis Castillo is just a slightly better pitcher than Reed Detmers. He showed up on his walk rate, has elite swing and miss stuff. His biggest issue is barrels, but I'm not so sure that the Angels will take advantage of that. Reed Detmers, he's really struggled in July. A near or a 6-12 ERA. His strikeout rate has increased a lot this year, but he remains below average in chase rate, so he's not getting swings and misses out of the zone. And he's nearing his innings limit or not innings of it, but like where he pitched last season, he pitched in the 120, 130 range. He's nearing that right now, so we could see some fatigue from him. He's in the bottom 30% of all pitchers in average exit velo, hard hit rate. So a little bit more control issues than Luis Castillo. So I like the Mariners here over the first five. Castillo has a sub-185 expected batting average on his two biggest pitches, fastball slider, which he does 65% of the time. So I think he'll stick to that. He'll be able to get through the Angels lineup that I'm not, all that scared by, and I think the pot, the Mariners will get it done. They're fifth in WRC Plus over the last 14 days. Mariners with a nice come-from-behind win late last night to stick it to the Angels for buying, which I'm a fan of. But, uh, Debundo, it's a good segue because you do like the Angels on the full game. And, and Luis Castillo is a name. Zarillo's brought him up plenty as a guy to fade. He's pitched better the last couple starts to uh, crediting Charlie's stats that he brought up there on Castillo and how he's pitched, but why do you like, why are you backing Detmers? And of course you're probably, you're just, you're betting the whole game. You're staying away from the first five. Yeah. I, I just think the angels lineup projects a lot better uh, than the Mariners right now. I know the Mariners have, have shown some signs of life. Cade Marlowe hitting the grand slam last night is actually, uh, I think I made a joke about him on the show last week, but uh, you know, 86 WRC plus in AAA got called up because Kelnick got hurt. Uh, I just think that this Mariners lineup continues to be pretty overrated and Detmer stuff um, plays up against them too. They, they are a very patient offense. So, you know, if he really doesn't have command, it could be a problem. Uh, But uh, yes, I agree. Actually, I think Castillo is slightly better than Detmer's for sure. But I think the rest of the advantage with the offense and being at home is enough for the angels at at even money uh, for me to bet them. So I'm going to ride with the halos. Uh, Estevez getting blown up, not great, but the Angels did add some bullpen depth here, so it's not just Carlos Estevez now that they can kind of uh, weather that storm a little bit easier. Mariners also used a lot of their bullpen last night too. Um, so I am going with the Halos at home. Uh, on the other note, uh, the Cleveland just moved out of range. Uh, they, they, I was looking at them, kind of wondering why that price was a little short. I know the White Sox project better against lefties, but they did take they did lose Jake Berger. They traded away their entire bullpen. I don't know how much depth they're going to really get from Clevenger. So if that number comes back down to 150, 155, 160, I, I still would play Cleveland. Uh, although I imagine that's going to move out of range now. Uh, so that's about it for me uh, today. Uh, but I am now considering, the more I think about it, Graham Ashcraft strikeouts. I want to dig more into it. Uh, once we get off the the show here, but I know the Nats don't strike out. I know Ashcraft has not had a lot of strikeouts, and it's not really been his thing. Uh, but th- there's a reason we that I like to use stuff and 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 trust it, and it's because eventually, you know, guys need to go through bad stretches, and Ashcraft certainly did. He had a stretch with some of the worst numbers you'll ever see for a major league pitcher. Uh, but he's yep. figured out some of the platoon issues, uh, and he's you know sorted through it and had some better batted ball luck in the last couple months, and and really improved. So, uh, you know, the strikeouts, I think, will come for him. He does have the stuff to generate the whiffs. 
so maybe the Nationals, even though they don't strike out much, you might get a really low number. I'm seeing over four and a half plus 130. It's really tempting for me. Uh, stay tuned to the Action Network app to see if I actually get around to bet it. I got to run some some numbers on that. Okay. Yep, that's where it's at. Uh, BetMGM's got it at plus 125. Ashcraft, uh, 17 strikeouts and 29 in the third in five starts in the month of July. Yeah, he doesn't really get a lot of strikeouts, but he doesn't. Uh, no, the swinging strike rate's not terrible. So, you know, there could be some strikeouts coming potentially for him. All right. Charlie, you want to wait on the triple sevens? You want to give that out now here? Or you want to hold off? Uh, I'll give out, I can give out one just real briefly. I'm not going to give much of an explanation to it. Uh, I, I am going to take Jordan Alvarez as the anchor to hit a home run tonight against Luis Severino. Mm-hmm. I mean, when the Yankees are talking about Rizzo having a concussion for three months and then Severino not being able to f- feel a finger, uh, you know, that's gives He's me been reason. bad, huh? Yeah. Explained a, a lot. Reason. Yes. So I, I mean, and, and Jordan is, if you look at his numbers, he's hitting the ball hard. So as long as he doesn't walk four times, I like his chances at parking one in the short porch and right. But stay tuned for the last one. I believe I'm heading toward the Reds Nationals game and fading Corbin as the last leg of the triple sevens. It's going to be Ellie De La Cruz. No, <laughs> it may or may not be Matt McClain again. <laughs> All right, fellas, good stuff. We we found a way to get through this one. Uh, way to finish strong here on a Friday. Charlie DeSterco, Anthony DeBundo, as DeBundo said, stay tuned to the Action Network app. These guys, if they will, they'll add something. <laughs> they, they always Something's always added. I always say if. I'm like, that will happen. Uh, they'll add to the Action app, so stay tuned to that and stay on tap with that as the afternoon uh, progresses. Brendan Glasheen, thanks for tuning in, everybody. We return on Monday. Payoff Pitch Action Network's MLB betting podcast presented by BetMGM. Thanks to David Payne, our audio producer. Uh, He's really got his work cut out for him. Uh, (laughs) You all have a great weekend. Thanks for tuning in. Talk to you next week. Look at his crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.